Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman, and this is episode 108. Had a chat with a guy called James Buttery. He is a a podcaster. He's new to the podcasting realm. Uh, He has a podcast with a friend of his that's called The Good, The Bad and The LP. He is a vinyl enthusiast, a record collector. And he's a reviewer in a way too because he's um, got a pretty successful YouTube channel where he, I mean he's He's really just talking about his own record collection, but he's out there sort of plugging music, uh, showing it off, talking about uh, records and record collecting. So I I was interested to have a chat with him about all of this stuff, and that's exactly what we did. Uh, It is uh, record nerds nerding out over records. Uh, If that's not your thing at all, if you listen to this podcast regularly and didn't come here for that, feel free to skip this episode. If you are some sort of record nerd or enthusiast, then please check out James's podcast. There's only about three or four episodes, I think three episodes as I went to air. They're probably due to drop their fourth one very soon. Uh, you can find that, I've got a link to it of course in the intro notes, but you can um, you can find that the way you find this podcast or any podcast, just just Google it basically. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun to sit down. I'd only met him very briefly uh, once prior to this conversation in an airport at about five in the morning. I had a, a, a grumpy, hangry uh, young child with me, so it wasn't the greatest of, of meetings, but it was enough to say hi and to, and to connect because we've corresponded online. Uh, so yeah, this is just me sort of getting his story about what, what's so special about records and what's, uh, what motivates him, what drives him to, to collect and to talk about. To, and we talk about sort of some of the funny, um, you know, uh, incongruities and and, and uh, ironies of this old format, and yet we uh, here we are, you know, plugging it through Instagram and YouTube channels and all the you know all the kind of digital and social channels. So, yeah, this is me talking with James Buttery, and uh, as usual, I want to thank T Leaf T, the Pity Chocolat, and Yeasty Boys. We've only met yeah. very very briefly. We met <laughs> in, in one of the most inopportune times sort of five six o'clock in the morning when I've got a little kid with me so we had a very brief hello but we've corresponded a wee bit and um, and, and I'm aware of uh, sort of what you a lot of what you've been doing online and I guess mm. vice versa yeah and, yeah and we sort of come at this as what both both people with podcasts and record collections and 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 those are sort of things that the things that drive us so that's really what we're gonna yeah that's what we're gonna talk that's about. what we're gonna talk about but um just just indulge me and the listeners here and give me a bit of a summary of because you grew up in a few different places and yeah. are you born in New Zealand or were you born uh, in England I or Australia born, where I know that you've I know I've been around a fair yeah, bit yeah, yeah. I, I was born in England so mm-hmm. I was born in England in 1987 to be very specific yeah, yeah. Uh, just in like in the north of England so I grew up there till I was sort of 15 16 mm. so which is a fair chunk of your childhood yeah right I didn't realize it was that long yeah yeah, yeah. and then mm-hmm. I, so I moved to New Zealand so my parents moved us out to Auckland mm. just to get away from I suppose it was bits of crime and yeah we had an uncle that lived over over in Auckland so we moved over so I was there from 16 to sort of 22 23 so I yeah. kind of had end of high school yeah yeah there and I met friends and formative years and yeah. all sort of stuff yeah. so I sort of I like to identify myself as a Kiwi, even though mm. it's kind of cheating. Like, I feel like that is what I... The first half of your life yeah. is, is as an Englishman in yeah. England. But yeah. yeah, yeah, right. That's when um, you... you def- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't really have any massive burning desires to go back. I don't miss the yeah. majority of stuff. I mean, there's yeah. a couple of things. I'm a big, uh, like, soccer football fan, so I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. probably the major tie-in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I sort of made my... my 
real life friends and finished high school and I studied in Auckland. Yeah. And then um, my girlfriend and I went over to Melbourne just to go and see new things and, you know, yeah. you know it's like the, the, the yeah, yeah. culture, the music, the record stores, the food. Yeah. Um, I went over there for sort of six years and then I've always wanted to live in Wellington. I just always had, this is just a magical thing about Wellington that I've always loved or felt connected right. to. So your move here recently, what, yeah, a couple uh, of year ago, uh, two eight, years 18 ago? Eighteen months ago. Yeah, yeah. So this is so, the this is the first time you've lived in Wellington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah okay, so I didn't know that either. I thought that you might have had some time here. I knew you, I knew you sort of had teenage years in Auckland, but I thought mm. you might have had some in Wellington as well. No, I uh, no. Yeah, I right. just, I've just always I remember coming down here with my parents on like a, a, my first trip down here, and I yeah. was you know, really, yeah yeah, and you know I would have been. 17, 18 then, and it was yeah. just something that was, oh, I want to live here at some point. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I've, only, I've only been here 18 months, and I didn't really know anyone down here. Yeah. But I found, in terms of music, the scene is quite small, and people are so friendly, and I've yeah. managed to meet people through records and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yes. when did music really click for you? I um, mean, were you a big quite, music listener? Quite late. I mean, right. Um, so, as a kid in England, it was, you're yeah. aware of music on some level, but you weren't mm. pursuing it. No, I was aware of music. I mean... My parents weren't particularly into music that much, yeah. apart from, you know, whatever the top 40 stuff. And then yeah. we had, we would often go on like little day trips or holidays and they would have some CDs in the car. Yeah. And I would always ask them to put CDs on and they would have, do you know that beer brand Carlsberg? Yeah, they yeah. used to make these CD compilations yeah, back yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. It was called like, pro, the tagline was like, the tagline used to be probably the best beer in the world or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like probably the best CD collection or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and yeah. it was like... It had music on it. it. had, like, I remember Kate Bush running up the hill was on there and, like, Curtis Mayfield and Move On Up. Uh, Buzzcocks Ever Fallen In Love. Just a, a whole yeah. bunch of cool stuff. And they would play that quite a lot and I loved loved that CD. Yeah. That was, like, my earliest memory. But that was just them. I was just hearing what they played. I wasn't really, you know... I, would, I was, like, you know, 11, 12. Yeah. So I wasn't really investigating stuff myself. Yeah. And then my auntie, who was single, met a guy and he had two sons who were my age. And I went over to their house and they had like a big wall full of CDs and that's, and I started hanging out with them and they were always playing music and they were playing stuff like The Who and they were playing stuff like The Jam and they had a lot of, uh, I watched Quadrophenia and that whole mod, you know, yeah, the, whole, yeah. the whole mod thing I got really into. Yeah, and yeah. I bought like, you know, those big parkers that they wore yeah. and, and I got like the um, British badge and all that <laughs> yeah, stuff and yeah. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. And then from there they introduced me to like Oasis, that whole British thing. Yeah. Um... But they, they were the first people that, yeah, they introduced me to, to music and I went from there and started mm. discovering stuff, mm. I guess. And so I was about, yeah, 15, 16 by that point. Then you get, and it really kicks in when you move to New Zealand. Move to New Zealand, but yeah, I, I just don't, I don't know anything about New Zealand music. Yeah, I yeah. No reference point, you know, I probably knew how bizarre I was vaguely from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that was a big hit. Um, yeah, and I guess just, just from there I started seeing local bands here and mm. around yeah around that time was like 2003 2004 when that whole like yeah, guitar rock revival Datsun's default yeah yeah all that sort of stuff was happening yeah, so yeah. I was right into all that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah that, that sort of strikes me as a, a a good I mean obviously I'm I'm older than you but mm. but yeah my memory of that is that was a good time for people going out and seeing gigs there was uh, quite a strong investment in local stuff Mm, yeah. Not just not just financially, not just record company wise, but there was that. It was mm. the kind of dying, yeah. you know, the the last big push by record labels. Mm, but absolutely. but but also just yeah, it was a nice time to be going out and yeah. taking a punt on stuff. Mm. I obviously didn't know any difference. So I just yeah. assumed that was the way it was. Yeah, and no, then, no. And then I soon found out. I was like, oh, yeah, died, just died right off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And so, when do you? Um, 
when do you connect with records and what is it about records um, that connected with you? Because yeah. you obviously didn't really grow up with them. Didn't grow up with them, no. I mean... Because that's my thing. Like, you know, I that's records were in the house when I was young. Sure. And so yeah. that's that's kind of what... I, I mean, I've always had records and we never got fully rid of them, but um, I guess my parents got rid of the rest of their records and I, I always wish they'd held on to them and I could have had them. They mm. sort of gave them away to someone who promptly probably sold them <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they had some they had some good stuff and I've, I've got a few of their surviving records but mm. but yeah so there was always records so it wasn't what but uh definitely there was a, there's a and this i think is quite common there was a nostalgic sort of urge to yeah. go back to it for that but for you there's no nostalgia yeah, like no. there's absolutely no connection no, no. with nostalgia so um is it an, an aesthetic just, thing i mean yeah, you, you I work mean, as a designer yeah. and stuff you know there's obviously yeah part part of that yeah i suppose i think as a designer mm. i I mean, for me, I listen. I before records, I listen to stuff on like the old iPod, so the artwork is like the size of your yeah, thumb. It's literally yeah. a thumbnail, you know. Yeah. So I didn't get to see that stuff, and then when I saw a record that I loved, you know, I think because I was I was again quite late. So obviously, I was getting into music when I was fifteen, sixteen, and yeah. then when I finished high school, I didn't go to uni, but I went to like a design college in Auckland. So when I was about seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, I was mm. doing that, and mm. that was very close to real groovy. So I just started popping right, through yeah, real groovy yeah. and just, you know, in between before class or after class, so I would just start browsing and then I could see these records yeah. you know, in a in real format. And for the first sort of six months, I didn't really have a turntable. I didn't really know how to play with them. I just looked at the covers. And yeah. and I remember stuff that I remember seeing back then that now is, you know, astronomical figures, you know. Yeah, yeah. Original Miles Davises were just $12, $15, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. how it used to be here with real groovy people yeah. would say how cheap stuff used to yeah, be. Yeah, 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 totally. Um. But yeah, I, just, I spent a lot of time there. Even with Dan, the guy on the podcast yeah, that we'll get to yeah, later, yeah. we both went and started looking around and mm. I learned stuff I learned stuff through records, which is kind of a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, reading liner notes and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I remember being sort of 9, 10, 11 years old. I would just, I'd just read the... Mm the inserts and the back covers yeah. of all the records in the house you know even the stuff even stuff even before I listened to it mm. and even stuff I wasn't because there was no internet then that, mm. was, that was my kind of internet browsing was yeah, you know looking true. through this stuff and yeah. and reading um, you know reading what music finding out what musicians played on the same yeah. records and that that was always yeah that's, interesting to me that is so like so I was, I was talking to a friend about this so obviously for me, when researching and learning about music, I've got everything at my fingertips. Yes. Someone like yourself, when you're yep. younger, you read a you read a review yep. of an album, but you don't know what the album cover looks like. You don't yeah. have that link. You don't have the visual link where yeah, yeah. you would have gone to the store and you would have seen it and gone, oh, this is what this is what the band looks like. This is what the yeah, artwork yeah, looks yeah, like. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, because I can. But I suppose you know, 15, 20 years ago, you wouldn't always necessarily know what the album looked like until yeah, you, yeah. you know. Or you have even heard the music, you just know the review. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, I I got into reading. You know, I'm always like on the Facebook page that I do and 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 stuff. I always sort of you know every now and then I, I ask questions around what people what people's favourite music books and stuff. And yeah. you know, you get people that are really really interested in music and they listen to it a lot and they don't mm. read. Mm particularly anything about it and yeah. I always find that weird because yeah, reading fine. about music is, mm. is, is and obviously I write about music so that's that you know I, I, I want there to be people interested in reading about music because yeah. it's kind of what I do but but that was how I learned you know mm. and, and mm. continue to learn mm. and you know yes most of it's online now but you know I used to at sort of 
13 or 14, go to the school or public library and get a book out about Jimi Hendrix because yeah. I'd heard about him yeah. and I'd heard two of his songs. Mm. And I'd re- I might read a biography mm. and then go and find a Greatest Hits album. Yeah. And that was yeah. the kind of process. And mm. it was, and it sounds very kind of, <laughs> it sounds so clinical yeah, in a way, yeah. but it sort of was. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I read a, the very first book I read about music which is quite a bizarre first book was a book about the murder of John Lennon and right, it, was incredibly, yeah. it was actually incredibly boring it's not even specifically a music book then. no no exactly <laughs> but 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 my you know I read it because I loved the Beatles so yeah. my connection to it was oh here's a book mm. that's to do with the Beatles but right. it was yeah it was about all the conspiracy theories yeah, and, yeah. and and you know obviously a very potted biography of mm. the Beatles but from there to you know, Mick Jagger and Paul McCartney biographies and Jimi Hendrix and Bob yeah. Dylan and all those kind of staples early on. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And that, that, they were kind of, you know, as I say, it was like read the book, then go find the music. Mm. Or uh, sometimes the reverse. Sometimes, you know, an mm. album came into the house and you want to find out more about the person. Yeah, yeah. So you go and see if there's a book about them. Mm. I That book over there that you've got, The Thousand and oh, One yeah, Albums, yeah. I've got the very same book and I yeah. that was my Bible. Wow, as well. yeah, I've only just started reading it. Yeah, and I've had yeah. it for years. Yeah, I've had it. I, had, I bought mine when I was. I think I got it for a birthday present when I was like yeah. when it, it was kind of first. What edition yours is? But mine was like yeah. the two thousand and one edition or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. I think that's two thousand and five. Yeah, I know. Oh, actually, no, you're right. I think mine might be yeah. two thousand and five. What it ends yeah. in two thousand and five. I think yeah. like the White Stripes are like one of the last ones, maybe. Something yeah, like that. I'm re- I'm reading it in chronological yeah, order. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going through, and I'm actually trying to. You know, it started off at such a dumb. This is like the height of sort of music nerd <laughs> yeah, stuff, yeah. I think. But I, someone asked me once, oh, you've probably, you don't need to read that book. You've probably listened to all those albums. And I was like, oh, no way. But I might have, and I was like, I might have listened to maybe half of them, yeah. you know, at a guess. Mm. And then I got curious and I got a pencil out and started ticking each yeah, <laughs> each yeah, page. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I think I think I've listened to about 800. Like, yeah, like that's, it was that's quite, really quite, quite a good chunk. Mm. And yeah. uh, um, so then I thought, oh, well, I need to go through and, that's 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 finite. Like there's two hundred mm. albums that I've never yeah. heard. Yeah. I'm gonna go and listen to them. Yeah. And so I'm up to like forty. Wow. I've, there you I've go. made it through forty yeah. um records that I've never heard and, and, and as I'm going I'm reading each entry, including the ones that yeah. you know. And it's that's about as nerdy as you can get in a way, but it's kind yeah. of fun. I know? mean, yeah. And also it's amazing, you know, like I I think I think of all the 40 or 41 or two albums I've heard, I've pretty much found them all on Spotify. Yeah. Every single one, obviously. Yeah. But but that's kind of amazing use of that. Yeah. When you think about, you know, listening to records from the very early 1950s mm. that you can't find no. anywhere now, and, no. and it's at your fingertips. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's pretty scary, great. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And I guess, especially kids now, they don't... Like, I, you know, I appreciate technology because I remember before or very very beginnings of the internet just yeah yeah so I can still appreciate you know I started off I bought a few tapes and CDs and yeah. gone weird back to vinyl but I can appreciate how amazing Spotify is with kids these days yeah they just have no concept of no like, no it's always going to be there it's kind of dangerous in the way it's mm. kind of kind of really cool and kind of really scary yeah. you know like my, yeah. my six year old just can't fathom why something is not <laughs> not um, there mind you Probably sixty-year-olds and forty-year-olds <laughs> can't fathom why if the Spotify users now can't no. you know fathom why they can't find it there. Yeah. Um, so, do you have any sort of leftover vestiges of that other of music collection? Do you have, do you still have some tapes and CDs uh, got, or are you yeah, exclusively I've got, vinyl? I've got I've got some CDs lying around. Yeah. 
stuff that I almost do keep for nostalgia, which is kind of yeah. such a weird concept that I'm keeping CDs <laughs> for nostalgia. Like, it's like, but I'm buying records, yeah. you know? I've just had this novelty run with CDs where I've kind of got back into them, which is weird. It's I had, so a, cheap, I had a massive CD collection. I don't know yeah. how many I had, but I, at one point, because I was... You know, I was reviewing CDs, and mm. I ha- and again, I was reviewing music right on the sort of cusp of the internet coming in. Like, yeah. In terms of, obviously, we were using the internet, but we were really just using it to Google things mm. and send emails and a tiny, tiny bit of online shopping. Mm. You know, and there were no social networks, and there, you, you know, I remember writing an article about how to buy music online. Right, wow. <laughs> being commissioned to write an article yeah, about yeah, yeah. you know using the local services yeah, and where 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 and this was still like just ordering a CD and three yeah. or four d- days later it would turn up yeah, but yeah. Um, you didn't have to leave the house and that was yeah. deemed okay. so so I was receiving CDs for free to mm. review and I was still buying them I'd always been buying them mm. and yeah then and then there was sort of obviously a big second hand boom so you were starting to get quite a few dollar and two dollar CDs. Yeah, yeah. So I sort of went on this massive kind of, oh, I'm going to build a library and it's yeah. all for reference. So mm. I'm reviewing. So I reckon I had about six or seven thousand CDs. Thousand? Okay, oh, wow. Yeah, no, it was, it was mega. Yeah, yeah. I def- definitely up over five thousand. Like yeah. I ran out of, mm. you, know, and I, you know, and I've seen bigger collections than that, but at that time anyone that came to my place was mm. kind of bamboozled by just how much music there was yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I had a pretty modest record collection at that point I maybe yeah. had a couple of hundred records yeah. but I had thousands of CDs and then I just started giving them away trading them in mm. and I, I, I got rid of a lot obviously you can you know converting them or whatever like yeah, yeah, yeah. putting them on iTunes and burning copies and, and mm. things like that but but I started basically that was kind of how I funded a record collection yeah. you know it was yeah. trade trade review but I would I would get these things like I'd watch a movie and I'd get the soundtrack and think oh well that's like for reference yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, 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 and then obviously now references yeah well that's the whole thing now that you've got almost like a backup of everything yeah. you need is always there yeah like, you yeah yeah you have to have these and then I just started getting rid of them because of physical sort of yeah. space and so on and, mm. and lugging them around and when we moved into this place I still had I would say a thousand or so CDs mm. and now I probably have a couple of hundred max yeah. and but I have started buy, you know I know it's funny I'll go and buy things for a dollar Mm. that I used to own and it was like now I play them in the car and I've, I I didn't have yeah. a CD player in the house for years I've just yeah. sort of set one up again yeah. and so there is a real novelty to it yeah yeah, yeah it's funny yeah it's so cheap yeah I just reminded of a story I remember because I've, I've been like following you yeah for such, since I was probably you know it's probably 19, 20, oh wow we're, we're, yeah, yeah like okay. I remember I remember when I got my first job as a designer I was working for Fletcher Construction in Auckland yeah and I would check your stuff um, like you would do album reviews for stuff back in yeah, the day yeah, yeah. and he did a thing about you had a record quote with sealed records when people oh, would yeah, come yeah. over yeah, yeah, yeah. they would they would they get to pick yeah, a record and so yeah. I thought I, that was my first my first memories of interacting with you was you did an article I thought that was like the best idea ever oh, right, I yeah, thought it was so cool yeah 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 that's probably you know that was around about the time when I was buying records yeah, as well so cool, maybe yeah. in some sort of distant way <laughs> that crossed over into my mind but yeah I, I always remember that it was yeah. a fun it was kind of a fun game and yeah, then, I and then what you called it you had a name for yeah I can't remember either now yeah. We, we yeah so how that started was kind of I had, uh, for a while I had a really really shitty record player only mm. and so all I played on it was like the very old yeah, you yeah. know hand me down records that mm. could survive it but I was interested in building up mm. the collection again and getting so I'd get all these new 
records. And so, yeah, look, any ones that were brand new and sealed, it was kind of like, well, they're not going on that shitty. No. Yeah. So they stayed in a crate. And then when I got a better record player, it was kind of like, yeah, it became this sort of novelty, like trying to, not trying to convert people, but just an interesting experiment to see, you know, did people, I guess, of my generation particularly, if they weren't into records, did they care, you know, did they care about mm. a finite selection and, you know, a sort of like mini Holy Grail moment yeah, of, yeah. Oh, I didn't think that thing existed on vinyl. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the very first, you know, very first record to come out of that crate, which I thought was cool, was it was a full record crate full of sealed records yeah. and someone, a friend from England was visiting and, you know, they weren't, a couple of friends from England, they weren't particularly vinyl enthusiasts of any kind I don't think and um, they chose Prince Purple Rain and I was like well that's great that's a great start because it's one of my favourite albums and it was kind of like you know if you didn't pick and it was this (laughs) kind of funny like you know thing for me like not only what is someone going to choose but you know I'm I'm getting to experience my record collection yeah, through yeah. someone else's yeah, yeah, selections yeah, yeah. in a way. A really it was, idea, yeah. and then we moved here and had a kid, and it was like, oh, that's too hard to keep up. Yeah, you know, right. like yeah. we yeah. sort of got started getting towards the end of the the crate started dwindling, and I, I wasn't replacing them with new things, no. new sealed things. And then it was like one day we just started. I think I don't know if it was our housewarming here or what, but. One day we just ripped open about twenty or thirty sealed records in a night, and that was kind of fun too. <laughs> and that was the end of yeah, that, that was, was the end that of was the end of it. Then they yeah, yeah, then yeah. they just went, and it also I guess there's that there is that weird thing that as much as this is you know there's a bit of fun behind a sort of fetish fetish yeah. um, aspect to it. It's there's also that you know finite days in your life like mm. why, why have something you know yeah 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 when you can open it why yeah. have something and not listen to it when you can have it and listen to it yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. there's people that buy records to resell them later on or to keep them sealed and mm. just, if I've got it I've got to listen to it mm. but yeah I mean that, that whole crate thing that was even before the vinyl revival so people yeah. maybe wouldn't have seen the Prince record in years like they yeah, wouldn't, that's, seen, they yeah, wouldn't exactly. have seen a vinyl record of it in years and they go wow yeah. you know that's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. feeling of like yeah you know. and what actually, it kind of started because I had a couple of quite I guess there were probably a few things in there that I, you know, maybe should have kept sealed too. Like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I don't really believe in that. But because yeah. start, I used to when I worked in a record store it, in the early two thousands, it was almost a novelty for things to come out on vinyl. Yeah, yeah. And I think the, you know, there were I would every now and then I'd sort of maybe beg the rep to give me a copy, or I'd or I'd order in and buy for myself. Mm. more likely a copy of something and I remember getting the Strokes first record on vinyl and having that sealed yeah, having yeah. that sealed for years did that have the band like the, the, yeah. the original yeah yeah, the yeah. Re- yeah 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 and I don't even have that now I got rid of that record which yeah. is kind of I just got completely over them mm. but uh, that you know <laughs> hey, hey that's a classic record but I'm so over it too yeah 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 and I never really cared about the band apart from that album but I did love yeah. that album and, yeah. and, and, and obviously it was wholly derivative as well uh-huh, you know, but but that was kind of part of the fun yeah, of it. But I, I didn't know I didn't know the references at that yeah, point. Yeah, right. So it was two thousand and one. So I was yeah. like eighty seven. Yeah. Ninety seven. So I've been thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, so you're not listening to the Stooges and no, television yeah, and, and no, whatever exactly. else. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all that stuff. I was like, what is this fresh new sound? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, at the time, it was like. 2001 was like new metal like all that shit (laughs) yeah 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 that was like completely fresh your breath of fresh air you know I do I've never really understood the new metal thing that is a genre that I'm glad I was sort of 
I feel like I was slightly too old for it, you know, like yeah, I don't yeah. think people my age got really into it and still yeah. are in some cases, mm-hmm. but but for me, my, you know, I had to review quite a bit of it, so I did, <laughs> so I've probably heard more of it than I ever wanted yeah, to yeah, yeah. on um, one level, but yeah, it never took with me, which was quite good. Didn't you have to go to like Disturbed or something? Like I've three, seen, four times. I've seen Disturbed three times, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, what else about um, and and POD yeah, twice yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. and um, yeah a few a few other sort of oh, bands weird. from that ilk. For a while there was the alternative, which yeah. sounds terrible, and I can't believe I'm talking about this because I have no interest in well, it at all. Yeah, but it just sort of it's, it feels to me like it just dated so badly so, so quickly. Yeah, I mean even yeah. the fact that it's new spelled and new. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I don't know what's gonna. Yeah. But yeah, I mean yeah, for me yeah, the Strokes that was a, a big album. Mm. But yeah, it's it's funny, like for a person putting on your born a reference point of things. Like for mm. me, that was completely new and revelation because I didn't know any better. Yeah, you know. Whereas as you get older, you listen to stuff and you go, "Oh, that just sounds like a ripoff of that." Like it's so yeah. easy just to like, you know, well, so discount things. One of the revelations of my life as a music listener early on was was the first two Beastie Boys albums yeah, and yeah. Th- that's a different kind of yes, set of references yeah, exactly. in, the, in that they are you know overtly taking mm. from things mm. uh, and and reconstruct you know I don't know which is more original maybe what they're doing is actually more original because yeah. they built something around it but those first two Beastie Boys albums provided f- for many years a chance to sort of you know like suddenly I'd go oh yeah I do recognise that that's you know yeah, some yeah. some were really obvious there's Led Zeppelin drum beats and riffs yeah, yeah. and there's Beatles yeah, yeah. things and stuff and then there's all these hor- you know horror movie bits yeah. and, and and you still I can you can still go back to something like Paul's yeah, Boutique yeah. and go oh actually shit I just heard the original version of that just recently yeah, yeah. so that was yeah, that yeah kind of, I, I find that a lot with like jazz music like mm. listening to some hip hop like uh, that Nas Illmatic record mm, mm. I've been listening to jazz and I've heard I'm like where do I know that from and it's yeah. the other way around like I've heard the sample I was like mm-hmm. that's a sample of that like, mm. that was a lot yeah yeah Blows yeah my mind when I hear stuff yeah. so do you start buying records mostly like do you really fire into it in Melbourne yeah I mean so in Auckland I was I was sort of picked up a lot of the classics they used mm. to do like you Jimi Hendrix you Led Zeppelin mm. Uh, Velvet Underground stuff like that um, and then yeah when I got to Melbourne just being around a lot more record stores and stuff like that you just get access to a lot more yeah. stuff like yeah. a lot of jazz records are there and I started working with a guy we started working on the same day and he was really into music and he had a big record collection sort of an audiophile yeah. system thing like that and he introduced me to a lot of music and yeah I just started building up from there and it's just it's just when you live around the store kind of from a record store that has amazing stuff mm. It's very hard to resist. Yeah, because yeah. I, I I try to work out like, you know, I mean it's it's obviously futile to to try and pinpoint anyone's tastes really, but I know I've got quite wide range ranging mm. music tastes, and 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 more so I think than you know because I write about it publicly, I think people like to think they've got you pegged and yeah, think yeah, that you yeah. only focus on this and stuff, yeah. but then they don't realise that you actually there's loads of music that you actually want to keep for sure for yourself and for sure. you know yeah. so there are things that are, mm. some of my favorite music stuff i've never ever written about mm. in a way i want to kind of keep it for myself yeah i, can but, get, I get that That's cool. but you 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 strike me as someone with a pretty wide-ranging like just from yeah. what i've seen of your collection yeah you've got some some pretty diverse yeah i mean stuff going on you're big into jazz yeah i, I went through like a map okay so yeah i do like to explore a lot and really mm-hmm. like to learn new things mm. Even things I'm coming back around to now that I've dismissed a long time ago, like yeah. So so in Melbourne, I went through a massive jazz stage. Um, like I spent almost two years just really digging into jazz, mm. and 
even yeah like some weird crack rock stuff mm-hmm. and then as, as I got back to even in the past couple of years I've got got back around to reggae and even very recently I've got back into like country rock and Americana and that Jim Clark record that I know you're a big oh, fan yeah, of yeah, yeah. I only discovered that this year that, yeah oh well, okay. just, what a nice thing to yeah man amazing it's, record you know? well I only just last night listened to one of his other records yeah, and yeah. It was, I was just thinking because it's in that book the yeah. thousand and one and um, what is it white light and yeah. I and I was kind of like fuck how, how could I be such a fan of, of <laughs> this album no other yeah. and I mean obviously I know Gene Clark and I'm mm. you know the birds and stuff and mm. I'm into all that but how could I be not and not really that interested yeah, yeah, in this yeah. other but that's kind of quite cool sometimes yeah, it's yeah. cool to just find something that because yeah. to me like and I discovered them at the same time actually but Gene and, and they're roughly from pretty much the same time Gene Clark's No Other and Neil Young's On The Beach yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are records that I don't know how to describe it but to me it's kind of almost irrelevant that they're music that you know mm. they're not you know and I love Neil Young I've got loads of Neil Young I've heard mm. sort of everything he's done mm. but On The Beach it's just to me it's like it could be a book or a movie yeah, it just yeah, happens yeah. to be a record it just yeah. happens to be music and I, know, I feel the yeah. same way with yeah as you say your mind just gets blown by these things yeah, that, and it's yeah. quite cool and mm. it's quite cool to just have them as almost standalone I mean I've got quite a few Neil Young records but the only one I I, I know that I always want to have is on the beach. Yeah, that's you know, my like, it, sure. it's just it's and I, it's almost like the you know I don't know why someone wouldn't like Neil Young at all, but that's fine if they don't. But yeah. I feel like that's the one that you could yeah. play to a non-Neil Young fan and they'd have some connection with it. There's sure. something yeah. you know, there's something pretty. I mean, that new one that he put out that's oh, hitchhike, that yeah, 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 that's really that's, good. that's old but new, mm. new release. That's that's pretty close to a, yeah. a second. You know, that's that's mm. kind of like. Um, nearly as good as on the beach and yeah. in some ways maybe it's a bit better but yeah I got that that hitchhiker thing threw me back into Neil Young like, mm. late last year after mm. hearing that I got back into it and I bought a couple more that I didn't have like I didn't have Tonight's the Night and I found a copy of that and I, yeah. you know loved that yeah yeah but yeah on the beach for sure I mean even the cover is just a statement and just there's all yeah. these little stories within the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the way it mixes up between the heavier stuff and the lighter stuff. And We yeah. were talking about P.P. Arnold before we yeah. recorded, and I said the, the, the new the new old album is full of backstory, and you said I love a good backstory. Love and love and <laughs> that's true, isn't it? That's, yeah. you know, it's, um, t- you know, On the Beach and Tonight's the Night, both mm. of those records are good examples of, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, stuff like that I've been getting back into. Yeah. Um, stuff like another another artist that you switched me onto years ago, but obviously you don't know that because yeah, I would yeah. never have told you about it. Yeah. Is, um, I remember I was, I remember specifically. It's one of those moments. Do you know? Do you have these moments when you hear a song for the first time and you remember exactly where you were mm, when you heard it all the time? Yeah, I I was in Melbourne. It was really hot, and you posted. Uh, JJ Kale Magnolia. You know that, oh that yeah, yeah. And I'd never heard that before. I listened yeah. to it, and I was just was like, wow, this is this is yeah. amazing. And then I was like, okay, I'll make a mental note to find the record. Mm. And, you know, whatever, a few months later, I found the record naturally. Mm, mm. And for whatever reason, the rest of the record didn't click with me at the time, but that track did. Mm. And over time, I got rid of it. And then only recently, I re-listened to it. And I was like, this whole thing is amazing. And mm. I re-bought the record, and now I'm fully back into that record again. But now, I can, for some reason, I can appreciate how great the whole record you, is. You telling me that takes me back to me hearing Magnolia for yeah, the first time, you know? It's a beautiful song. Yeah, it? yeah. And, well, I'm... As I say, I'm old enough and, and in that era of pre-internet to, you know, my one of my biggest sort of gaffes is 
hearing JJ Kale and thinking it was John Kale from the Velvet Underground yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and going, you know, and how, how easy to fix that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but as a kid, hearing JJ Kale and being aware of the Velvet Underground and going, yeah. man, he's really changed his style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and thinking, you know, how did the guy that how did the guy that played with um, violin viola yeah. with Lou Reed write cocaine yeah, yeah, yeah. for Eric Clapton? Yeah. And I was convinced of that for quite a while. Absolutely, absolutely fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think it's it's just funny, you know. I'm not yeah, embarrassed yeah. by it. It's just kind no. of funny. Oh, I'm sure they both get stories, you know. Yeah, yeah. Get stories of that. All yeah, the time. yeah, they yeah. Mixed up. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. And so, when you're in Melbourne, um, record store day must kick in sometime around. Yeah. Thing, but that's about 11 years old now. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so so that was. I went to a few of those. Mm. Uh, it's gone. It got very out of control towards the end of things. So I've been back. Yeah, I've been back two years, but mm. towards the back end, it was just people queuing for hours about the stupid reissues that I don't yeah. care about. You know, yeah. but the first few years, yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, I remember being more involved in it the first few years. Mm. Now I sort of think, well, record store day in a way is, and I'm not not, not trying to be a dick about this, but it's kind of not for me. Yeah, I already I and yeah. sort of not for you you know yeah, we already go yeah. to record stores <laughs> the uh, record store day is to encourage people not, not 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 to try and convert people or anything like that but it's just to encourage people to go out and understand yeah. the, the concept culture, and yeah. the culture and community around a record store yeah. rather than sitting and listening to their music online and not interacting mm. it's you know and I always find critics of record store day to be quite a quite a strange thing yeah. because yeah. because you know it's never been easier to not be involved in something yeah. you don't have to acknowledge it you know like just just know. don't go yeah, exactly. <laughs> just don't go yeah. don't post about it yeah. don't go no. and just let it happen it's yeah. not real you know I, I get that um, like anything mm. it's being uh, you know people have seen a market and so mm. it's being exploited and it's yeah. not as you know inverted commas pure as it was when it started but you know just vote with your feet and don't go yeah, yeah I mean towards towards the back end I got quite disillusioned because you know there, there was people yeah I remember people were queuing at this record store in Melbourne at like six o'clock in the morning and they wanted to buy like the frozen you know Disney movie soundtrack yeah. on blue vinyl yeah and the same the same time Britney Spears was getting a vinyl release and that clueless you know that 90s yeah, thing was yeah. getting, and I was like Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, yeah. And I was over it and I was like, all right, I'm done with the record store day. But then last year I got invited to play some records at Death Ray, mm. the record store day. And I didn't really want to, I didn't have any interest in the new releases, but I just went down and played records and had a few beers and mm. there was a lot, lot less. No one was fighting, no one was queuing, no one mm. was, you know, it's, you know, it kind of restored my faith in it a little mm. bit. I had mm. a really nice time just doing mm. that. Mm. And stores get, bands in and you know yeah, exactly, yeah. that, that, that kind of aspect of it is fun mm. you know and but, I think Slowboat yeah. have done a good job uh, with getting you know and I've probably made a bit of a, a rod for their back in some ways once mm. you get like Neil Finn and half of Cuba Street shuts down yeah, yeah. it's quite hard mm. to top that mm. actually I went I went down for a bit um, last year and I saw Teeth play and that yeah. was really good I really enjoyed yeah, that yeah, they were cool. great yeah. Yeah. I think that, was it record store day I'm sure yeah yeah, yeah. would have been yeah, I yeah. called them in the morning yeah. or maybe I went after I went to death row yeah 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 and so when do you alright so when do you start the YouTube channel yeah uh, and let's talk about that because one of the things we uh, we we quickly hashed out before we got together was you know and it's sort of come up already but yeah that we've got this analogue and archaic Mm. sort of thing arguably this tangible artifact with vinyl and then we both you and I and loads of other people um, belong to 
various online forums. Yeah. Um, we use so many different digital channels to promote this kind of lover. There's yeah, a, a yeah, kind of absolutely. funny little, uh, you know, paradox thing happening there. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. A pushing digital to show yeah, yeah. photos of yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you start a YouTube channel and yeah. you basically review your own record collection in a way. Basically, yeah. That's essentially it. Yeah, I yeah. suppose it is essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah I review my purchase choices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I... Um, so yeah, I, I was in Melbourne probably for about six or seven months and I, I met this guy that we started work and we got on really well and he had a big hi-fi and he, he said he's found this really great Facebook post people post records. He's like, mm. oh, can you invite me? And it was like a closed group thing at this point. And inside there, people were posting links to, you know, this was like maybe six or seven years ago now. Yeah. Posting links to, there's about, you know, maybe 10 or 20 people making these little videos where they just show off their record collection and they talk about, talk about records. And I started watching them and I got really interested and I was learning stuff about these records people were talking about. Mm. And they were talking about there was such passion, you know, they're like, you need to listen to this, you need to check out this. And I was like, oh, I've, I've, you know, by that point I had, you know, a couple of hundred records. I was like, well, maybe I could do this too, you know? And because, because I was watching these people, but I was also interacting with them on, with them on Facebook, you know, almost in real time. Mm. I just, I, they, you know, people were encouraging me to make a video. So I started making these videos where I started talking about my records and yeah, I guess reviewing, reviewing them. It is a review because sometimes I say what I don't like about a record mm, as well as mm. as well as saying about what I like, um, and I just started doing it. I ended up growing, and growing, and I've got sort of like one thousand two hundred subscribers, which isn't like viral or isn't huge, mm. but that's a lot of people. But it's more than you anticipated. More than anticipated. Yeah, so. yeah. You thought you might have yeah. ten or fifteen people so, for life. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I started making these videos, and then other people that I made videos I would watch and comment and we watch each other's and someone would make a video saying show, show me some whatever jazz records that you like so mm. I did that and then they made a response video mm. you know I learned stuff off them and they, rec- they think oh you know you really like this and they were like okay I'm going to send you some records you might like and I sent records back and for a few years people and it still happens now people send me records and I send them records back you know it's like yeah. a, trade, like a yeah. free trading thing which is really nice you know, yeah. sometimes I get records out of the blue and it's not expected to send them back but, yeah you know, right. You know, it's just a nice little thing. So that's called the the loosely defined the vinyl community. So yeah yeah. There's uh, yeah a whole bunch of people making those videos. Yeah yeah. Uh, all around the world. So. Yeah wow. I mean yeah I've I mean I've seen a few I mean I'm, I've mm. watched some of yours and I've seen I guess a few others. Um, I'm not super invested in checking yeah. out those videos, but mm. it, yeah, it's quite fascinating. It, yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, and just to, on the way technology is going now, a lot of people are doing these live streaming things. Mm. I did one yesterday for the first time, which is really weird. So I was talking to people on YouTube and oh, real right. life. Yeah, 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 right. People were saying, can you play this? I'll do a needle drop of that. I'll talk about this. And they were oh, asking wow. me questions. And I was doing oh, that's that. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That was quite interesting. Yeah, cool. And and you mentioned playing records at Death Ray. Um, do you, are you... Uh, Sort of, yeah. Well, I, I'm, you see me hesitating around <laughs> DJ, but I was going to say, do you do you often sort of play records out in any sort of capacity? No, not really. I would like. To, I don't or know. You, is it I, something that you're I interested in? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, I I've, I'm playing some stuff on the weekend at Moon. Yeah. But I'm not a DJ. I don't really have the skills. Yeah. I enjoy sharing music publicly. Yeah, yeah. The exciting yeah. part for me is picking out records, and there's two yeah. other guys that do it too. Yeah. And we get to interact and show records off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't do it a lot. I the first time I did it was at Death Ray, and I yeah, was actually right. really nervous because I was yeah, like, I don't yeah. know how to operate these things. Yeah, yeah. You know, like 
pressure, pressure, yeah, pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a fun pressure, though. It's, like, fun, it's fun yeah, pressure, yeah. yeah. Especially once, once you're, you know, a few minutes in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. to the point where I was almost picking albums with the best track, the track I want to play on yeah, as the yeah. first track. Because yeah, I was, like, yeah. too scared to, like, to, Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do you that. You know you're going to get this right. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, again, you know, like, 20 minutes in and that's easy. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fine, so. Yeah, I think one of the very first times, I might have played records once or twice in a bar, but I did a record store day thing for for Real mm. Groovy and when it was in Wellington yeah. Yeah. where they asked a bunch of customers you know basically to um, to just put together about a 20 or 30 minute mm. set which was really fun like yeah, just yeah, yeah. five or six or seven songs mm. and and just try and and it was go, you know it was going all day they yeah, yeah. like 20 people do it Yeah, but that was really fun to do that mm. like um, that you do that a fair bit don't you absolutely you, you oh Play, I, I have played records and bars a, a mm. wee bit now, mm. um, but yeah, I, I don't really, you know, I've, I'll post the things online and say DJ set, but I don't yeah. really sort of, you know, I don't really call myself a DJ. No, I, yeah, um, I, yeah. I, you know, if they, if they ask me to, I don't have a DJ name, you know, no, I, yeah, if yeah. I get billed, I'm DJ Simon Sweetman because mm-hmm. I just. I think that's most not because I think DJ names are silly. It's just because I don't think I'm worthy of one. I can't. Know, I can't think DJ, of one. So. I yeah, well, I don't really like. How do you? I don't know how. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, how do you yeah, think yeah. Of a name. I just yeah. like my my YouTube channel. Just back back yeah. from that. Yeah. People people have these these names or these aliases that they use for their YouTube channel. You know. Yeah. Like, Vinyl Collector, blah, blah, blah. I can't think yeah, yeah. right now, but mine's just my name, because I was like, I don't know, yeah. I'm not really, I don't feel like I'm a product, I don't feel like I'm well, you, a, well, you are, yeah. but your name is your brand anyway, so yeah, that's, you know, that's yeah. what you've ended up doing. But, I mean, I don't I don't set myself out as a brand, or like, yeah. I don't really, I know that some of the guys in the US seem to think that they're, without bagging people out here, yeah. they're on like a TV show, and they call it their own their yes. show, yeah, and their yeah, own yeah. thing, and I didn't start, I didn't, you know, I didn't, that's not really the plan, but, you know. I've well, got people that send me messages saying I love your thing I watch you every week you know it's sort of become this weird yeah well I mean I'm the same with this podcast I couldn't think mm. of a name so I just called it Sweetman Podcast yeah it's, you know which is probably really um, unappealing to a lot of people and 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 really dumb and maybe it comes across as sounding arrogant if anything but it's I just because I didn't so. I hope not but it's just because I couldn't I didn't want to put any it was hard enough to get it going without yeah, putting yeah. energy into thinking of a name yeah mm. you know and then trying to plug a plug a name mm. so so you've come up with a good name for a podcast we could yeah. see way to that yeah that's my, that's my, I, was, I can't claim that that was my friend uh, yeah, Dan yeah, yeah but it, particularly for your particular podcast it's about the best name there could be yeah, yeah so you're, yeah. you're three episodes in mm. you're about to maybe by the time people hear this you, the fourth might have just um, yeah. dropped I'll um, be I'll be adding a link to it in the notes but it's called mm. The Good, The Bad and The LP yeah which is a fantastic name yeah. actually yeah yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> and so how talk about how that came about um, so, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Dan, we, we met in high school and we've always been into music mm. and stuff like that. And, um, he, I went over to go live in Melbourne and he went to go live in Korea. So we sort of lost touch, but we talked a bit through social media rap music here and there, you know, send each other YouTube links. Mm. But a, as you know, you know, when you speak to someone in real life, you can get so much more across, Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. you know, talking rather than having to share links. So yeah. after sort of like six years of me in Melbourne, he came back from Korea, we decided, you know, we started talking about music. We're like, you know, we, sh- we should maybe record this for ourselves. You know, it's like a forced sit down to talk yeah, together yeah, about yeah. music. Um, because we have a really good flow in the way we talk. 
we can just I, I can go off on so many tangents and there just seems to be always content there with us to talk about so yeah, we decided yeah. just to record it and and Dan works for NZME he does records a lot of jingles and stuff oh, yeah, there in yeah, Auckland yeah. so he knows yeah. the whole setup and the recording and all that so um, we decided to start, start a podcast why yeah. not I mean we have yeah. such great conversations that we felt they were worth recording or sharing at least did you and so I mean did it come about quite swiftly once you made the decision or were you um, re, yeah. you know was there a lot of um, you know it's because it's a bit like when you first play records yeah. you know your, your, your description and experience of first playing records at, at uh, Death Ray were you were you nervous about yeah. putting it out into the world and did you uh, a little bit yeah Dan came up with the name so yeah. I'm going to claim that yeah and I think he was originally going to do one by himself and then he suggested it to me and then we sort of said, okay, you know, let's let's do it. Mm. And it actually came about in a bit of a rush because I was up in Auckland over Christmas mm. and I was like, okay, should we just do it? Should we just record yeah. one? Yeah. And so we, I went down to his and we had a few beers just to sort of loosen up the vocal cords a bit. Yeah. And then we just we just recorded it and went for it. So Yeah, yeah. But, You're in it now and it, yeah. it seems to be, I mean, <clears throat> it's... You know, I dare not listen back to the first episode of this podcast because yeah. it was three, nearly three years ago or whatever, and mm. I remember being quite nervous doing it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel like they got better. Mm. I, I feel like they got better quite quickly after, but I don't really know, and now I'm just <laughs> in it. But I, yeah. so listening to yours, it's quite interesting. You know, I remember I, I said to you, wait until you've done two or three before yeah. we talk because then we can actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just name the podcast; we can reference it. Yeah, so I've listened right, to yeah. the three that exist, and yeah. and there's you, you can chart the improvements. Can you? Okay, I, I don't know. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel good. like you can. You know, like yeah, yeah. Well, the rapport that you guys know that you have, yeah, is now cemented with the listener. I think. Right. Okay. You know, it's like yeah. we we trust you in the first episode that yeah yeah you guys are mates and you get on and you have a rapport and you reference that, but we're really just sort of going with your. Yeah, belief belief you in us. yourselves, true, and now true. we mm. you, you, and I find this the case. Did you? And I mean, you actually because you put me onto, and you'll have noticed this because I sort of share all the podcasts mm. I listen to. But you put me onto that heavyweight podcast. Yeah, yeah. Through like yeah, well, so far, yeah. yeah. Um, yes and no. I, right. I I do like it, and I'm sticking with it. I find the guy a little bit annoying, but yeah, <laughs> um, you know. Maybe people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> having a podcast where you talk about finding other people's podcasts or the hosts yeah. annoying is, 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 is risky business, business and dangerous territory. But yeah, some of the stories are really great, and yeah. some of the ways he goes about telling them are really great. And then mm. there are other ones I'm less interested in. But yeah. the Moby one, which was of, yeah. was great, and that yeah. was what I was sort of there for. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I've I've kept up with it and followed. Yeah. I'm sort of getting towards the end of it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's probably one of the only ones that I've. Through yeah. Quickly. Yeah. The whole thing. Well, what I was going to ask there was, did did you? I mean, that seems to me to be an example of it. But have you found since you've started a podcast more of an interest in other podcasts? Uh, a, a, bit of a, a research type um, thing, you know, like just seeing yeah. how the medium can work and yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I work from home a lot. Yeah. And I for some reason find that I can't listen to music while I'm working I don't know why yeah. it's really weird but yeah. I can listen to podcasts maybe it's the, the yeah. people's voices that I feel are yeah. surrounding the room <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. sounds really sad to say <laughs> but um, I don't know if mentally I need to separate something where in terms of I need to listen to my records in the evening when I finish work yeah. or you know listen to music I don't know yeah. just, and this has only started happening since I've been working from home yeah. I, I can't I can't listen to music 
with full attention or something. So I listened, started listening to podcasts. Yeah. But yeah, the, the first, I, I started listening to yours and I listened to uh, Dr. Tennant with the Verbal Highs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is really yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, no, I listen, I've, 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 I'm a couple of episodes behind, but yeah, I've, I've listened to pretty much all of them. Yeah. The new series, I'm just, I'm, I'm letting a few bank up, obviously. And yeah, then yeah. I had a bit of a break because I, I went through, he did 50 last year and I listened yeah. to all of them. And, and he, he reckoned, I mean, he had me on his podcast yeah, at one yeah, point. I and he, to that. It was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was fun. It was interesting. It yeah. was definitely a, 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 an interesting experience to yeah. have a bit of a tables turned thing but he, he said to me at the time you're probably the only person that's listened to all of them i'm not sure about that but it's um yeah, yeah it's an interesting podcast i am um, i'm so bad because i really like them yeah but I've, I, haven't, I haven't even reached out and liked or said anything and i've right. no particular reason so if he's listening now yeah, yeah. i'm a really big fan yeah yeah well <laughs> but, you know you this know. is you know what <laughs> i'm that person the, the, the fact that someone's listening to it you know it's like that's all that really mm. matters and i think like if if people are kidding themselves if they think that their podcast is really for anyone other than themselves you know yeah, ultimately right, yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. i i i'm god i'm really grateful if anyone listens to this and i know i've had i've had some really great experiences doing it but mm. you know the, uh, this podcast exists for me you know yeah, i'm the one doing it yeah. so like if anyone else feels it exists for them for them that's awesome mm. yeah but i'm not gonna make the perfect podcast for them no yeah you know, i can't no, i get that yeah. i mean dan and i said to each other it's almost like a forced sit down or a forced catch up every yeah. few weeks yeah, yeah. to talk about what we've been listening to. And I think maybe <laughs> like, that's why people get into these conversational podcasts as, as we are sort of maybe by nature of our online lives, we are sort of colossal eavesdroppers, you know, like we are, yeah. we are kind of um, silent witnesses to things yeah. and we like yeah. to kind of sneak yeah. Facebook stalk people or whatever, like yeah, yeah, all yeah. of those kind of things. And so listening in on a conversation that, mm. you know, a lot of people say of, the conversation-based podcasts, the best ones are where you feel like you could be in the room yeah, that's what with them or whatever. Yeah. yeah, And that's clearly what you guys are trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of different because for mm. you, it's almost more of an interview kind of. Yeah. Whereas for us, it's more just yeah. a, a loose topic, which is, you know. Yeah, well, I like to have, um, <clears throat> I mean, some of them are more interview, some of yeah, my yeah. ones are more interview styled than others because mm. I think some people come to it with no real interest or understanding of a podcast they yeah. just see it as a, another radio interview yeah, someone's yeah, yeah. holding out a recorder yeah. in their back and that's that's totally fine yeah, yeah. and then other people um understand the medium a bit more mm. and and mm. come to it with more but the great thing is that 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 means that you know that that's what's enabled there to be over a hundred of these is because every episode is different Absolutely, God, i don't want to yeah. ask the same questions of yeah. different people you know mm. i don't want to do that i want to um i want it to always you know mm. be be fairly improvised in yeah, the sense that yeah. I don't quite know where it's going to end up going. Yeah, yeah. I love the Ann Donaldson one, by the way. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's my favorite one. Yeah, so yeah. Far. I think it was really good too, because because yeah. um, it was kind of a, a a little bit of a long time coming. You know, like yeah, we talked yeah. about. Uh, you know, I keep he's a guy I keep sort of bumping into in the street, and yeah. and he says, you know, not 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 yet, mate, but soon. I'm just yeah. getting, you know, and he was sort of talking about how he needed to get prepared for it, and then right. he, and he was, and yeah, the, and, yeah. the, and actually he was, but. But we ended up having a pretty loose 
conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards but, the end, it really got yeah, it really. He started just talking yeah, a lot, and yeah, up a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was really cool because yeah. I didn't know if he was going to do that or not. But yeah. and I actually just bumped into him a couple of days ago, and he mm. said, and I said um, to him that there'd been some good feedback on that, yeah. and he's like, oh, yeah, I haven't actually listened back to it yet, but <laughs> but I'm going. You know, I've listened to the start, and I'm yeah, go- yeah. and I'm going to. You know, people don't need to listen back to themselves. I never no. expect that. No. Um, yeah. I don't know why why someone might do that, but then again, they're allowed to as well. Mm. But yeah, he was cool. He was cool. Yeah. yeah just, just the bit at the end talking about the batch and how you guys are mm. there at night. And like, mm. I was like, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was really good sort of um, scene setting, you know, yeah. for, for, for for a sort of imaginary vista, you know, something yeah. people can't quite, you know, yeah. n- not, not everyone's going to have that experience ever no. in their life. But no, I mean, his, I, I was visually... Yeah, I, I was that's what I mean. His, yeah. his experience of it, I think, took people there. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's a really good one. Yeah, cool. Really cool one. Yeah, there's been, I mean, you know, they're they're all. I, I sincerely think they're all good and worthwhile. I haven't. Mm. If, if I did one that I didn't like, I wouldn't put it up. No. You know, if, yeah. it was, if it was a disaster in the sense that I thought it was profoundly uninteresting. Yeah. Or whatever, mm. I wouldn't put it up. But that there's certainly been a handful of ones where I'm like, man, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you know, the Phil Jub one for me is yeah, was, huge. Was a big yeah. was a big thing to yeah. get and yeah and and went well. Another one I really enjoyed. <laughs> now we're just talking yeah. about my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Just quickly, is your yeah. one with the the lady I forgot her name from the jazz festival? The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah Sheila. Yeah, that was, that yeah was really she's interesting. she's well, she's great. Yeah, yeah really I've, I've done two one. with her actually because right. you did a jazz festival thing and and then did one uh, at the very end of last year to promote this year's New Zealand festival. Right. But she and she's bowing out like right. this is yeah, her yeah. final and she's been. I mean, and that was the the, the jazz, when I talked about the jazz festival. That was the first time I'd actually met her. Right. But I've seen her at the events and yeah, yeah, I know yeah. she was a good talker. Yeah. And uh, and and clearly you know a good knowledge. Yeah. Like she's and she's programmed some really great things over the last mm. few years. You know I, I'm sure someone will step up and do just as yeah. good a job hopefully. But mm. man, she's brought some. I mean that jazz festival really yeah amazing you know and it because thing is like i you know early 2000s we had a really cool jazz festival going and it used to run for like a week or 10 days and i you know really was that in wellington yeah and i saw like the necks right that's that's what got me into the necks you know and and a a, a kind of eureka moment in in my life as a music listener I just get sent along to review this band I look them up and go oh yeah they sound cool and just absolutely gobs just blown away front row you know mouth wide open you know and uh, and some 15 years later I meet one of the guys and interview him on a radio station in Australia which is kind of surreal but but that, we used to have some really cool stuff, and then it just dried up. It just mm. went away. There was no support for it. There was no, I don't know, they ran out of money, whatever. So, yeah, it wasn't until about 2010 they did this really cool thing where they brought out Sonny Rollins as a, yeah. as just a standalone. Yeah, yeah, This yeah, is right. your jazz festival. Not, not, not part of this. Well, that was it. It was just right. a one-off event. Yeah. This is <laughs> spend, you. Spend the budget on getting someone is, amazing out. Yeah, and it was yeah. a really good idea. It's like, well, fuck, you know, yeah. if you want to have a jazz festival, yeah. have Sonny Rollins. Yeah, and, he, you know, and he was, he was at his late peak. You know, he's just sort of announced that he's mm. packing it in, but he's nearly 90 now. Yeah. You know? So we saw him in his in his early 80s and he was pretty amazing you know still and that that kind of set up what they've done since you know the last few years every year yeah yeah yeah. for some reason I thought it was NZ Festival no the the NZ Festival is every two years but the Jazz Festival has been every year and so they'll probably announce it any day now because basically they they wait for the New Zealand Festival to finish Mm -hmm. and then they'll 
because it's the same team. Yeah. Or lots of the same team. We kind of, so then they'll just turn around and announce the, the Jazz Festival. So it'll be interesting to see who comes this yeah, year. Yeah. Um, because last year, the last two years, or three years, you know, they've had this thing with one one or two really big names. And lots of locals. And yeah, heaps of really great local stuff. Mm. But but just sort of, you know, Wayne Shorter, yeah. Joshua Redman, yeah. Bill Frizzell, like yeah. they've, they've pulled out some big names. And every year you go, shit, they brought out Sonny Rollins, how can they top that? And you know, then they yeah. bring out Wayne Shorter, how can you top that? And well, Bill Frizzell was many left as well. No, well that's it. Always, and and yeah. It, yeah, and Bill Frizzell was obviously a pretty mm. good get. Yeah. Um, for last year, so I wonder what this year's going to bring. Well, up. I obviously there's no. I'm just me making a link. I mm. noticed that in Melbourne, there's a Sunrise Orchestra have announced a show uh-huh. round about the time. Right. So yeah, fingers crossed. But I, I don't be. know. I don't know. I don't know if that will even. Well, happen. they they have. Yeah, I mean, they do grab largely from yeah, what exactly. goes to Melbourne and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. They have a relationship with them, and that's how it works. To yeah. you know, because I mean, who flies all the way out to New Zealand for one show? You exactly. Know, like, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh no. Well, yeah. That's cool that you like that because talking to Sheila was great. But I and, and actually that's another one that there's a lot mm. of good feedback from. I think cause, just because it's an interesting story and she's a good mm. talker. But mm. I I was a little worried about posting something like that that people would go, well, that's a bit boring. We don't care right. about that. But but yeah, actually quite she's the not op- a musician or, she's or whatever. Not yeah, I guess yeah. so. I mean, I'm trying to talk to all sorts of different people. You know, I don't yeah. want it to be people don't have to be famous to be on here and people yeah. don't have to be um, a musician. A lot of people think it's a music podcast. Yeah. It's kind of just a, a conversation with people that are passionate about the arts. Exactly, yeah. One way or another. Yeah. So, okay, so you've, you've done three episodes of your podcast. Yeah. You're about to do the fourth. So what's your, I can't work out your frequency. Is it monthly? Or is it... I can't work or you it don't know, Is it just, is it just, it it's, hasn't fallen into a specific thing yet. It's supposed to be every two weeks. Right. It's sort of been every yeah, three yeah. weeks. But I know yeah. everyone says consistency is key. Mm. But yeah, you've got to. T- I forced myself <laughs> to do this once a week for exactly that reason. Right. Okay. I started off because I found I started off doing every two weeks. Yeah. And I did one, and then I did, you know, the second one two weeks later. Yeah. And I think the third one and the fourth one, and then the then I ran out of people and ran out yeah, of ideas yeah, after yeah. four. Yeah. And it was about five or six weeks yeah. until the fifth one, and right. I went, "Fuck, I've got to do something." Yeah. So I stumbled through the first year doing it fortnightly, and then I just decided fuck, I'm going to really push the boat out, really challenge myself yeah, to do this yeah. once a week. Now, I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but it works for me because yeah. uh, it keeps me yeah. keeps me honest with it. You know, yeah, I have yeah, to, yeah. I have to, you have to do it. I have to do some research. I have to do a lot of research and I have to do a lot of, you know, a mm. lot of begging, a lot yeah. of asking, you know, I yeah. never, if people, I've had, I've had a few people say no, not, not, not that many, but mm. I've had a few say no. And mostly people say no out of, it's sort of more a no, not right now, because yeah, they're yeah. not in town, or I'm not near them, oh, or, or they, or they've got something they're working on that they really yeah. want to plug. Yeah, I, I've had a couple of flat out no's, mm. um, and that's okay. I'm never, I always, you know, I'm always saying to people, uh, you know, it's always a if you'd like to do this, it's, yeah. you know, you can't force people to no, do it. Obviously, exactly, no, yeah. I don't, I don't keep pursuing people. No. you know, I'll just let it rest if they don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean. For us, we've both got to be in the mood. We've yeah. got to have that. You almost don't want to wear out the friendship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, you know, you don't want first and foremost, work. we are really good friends. Yeah. And I'm aware, I'm sure he's aware that you ca- we can't, mm. you know, funnel our relationship or friendship into mm. a podcast exclusively. Mm. So, I know, I mean, the second one we did, for some stupid reason, we decided to do it at, like, I think it was my fault, at like, 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Mm. And I was feeling a bit rough, and he was feeling a bit rough, and it the, mat, the, the click wasn't there yeah, yeah. For, for that reason or yeah. Yeah, I don't know it's, it's 
yeah, I think we could try for two weeks, but yeah, again, I don't want to push. Yeah, yeah. Push it. Well, you know, if you're not, if you're not, you're not beholden to anything. You know, you don't have like um, advertisers that are telling you that you have to put it up and stuff like that. So no, I mean, on top of that, I do like the YouTube Mm. stuff every week. basically put a video up of whatever mm, I feel mm, like mm. and you, you don't want these things to feel too much like work no exactly you know, yeah, not, yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah 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 okay so um, so your record collection are you, you I mean you seem to have it pretty <laughs> I feel like you. I feel like it's pretty well looked after pretty yeah. and, and you're pretty particular about yes. you know pretty choosy talk me through a bit of of, of <laughs> the uh, rabbit hole of that. Yeah, like I, I want to know sort of um, your your approach to collecting, yeah. and 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 maybe we can talk about like special items, things that yeah, have cool. have either a huge monetary value or a huge personal value to yeah. you, things like that. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I have about sort of eight hundred records. Yeah. So obviously, I was living in Melbourne for six years, and when we moved back home especially moving to Wellington, we had nowhere to live. So mm. I didn't know, I didn't really know where the records were going to be. Mm. So we shipped them all over and they're staying at my girlfriend's parents' house in storage. So, well, that's what the plan was. So we got them all, it was very expensive to get them shipped mm. over. I was slightly having a heart attack about, you know, yeah, are they going to yeah. arrive? Yeah, they, yeah, what you know, sort of condition? What sort of all conditioning of yeah, yeah. Bent, you know, what if it yeah. rains on the boat? I don't know, yeah, just, yeah, you yeah. know, all those things that you think about. Yeah, they're so, out of your control, really. Yeah. And it was going to take a few months to get there. So we... Basically, we flew up to Auckland and we stayed there with my girlfriend's parents while the stuff arrived. And eventually, all the boxes came in and I checked them all. And mm. some of them actually were a bit bent on the corners, like the mm. stuff at the corner. But it wasn't. There was nothing that absolutely gutted me. That mm. was, you know. Anyway, so basically, then we then we came down here and sort of tried to find a place to rent. And we got we've got an apartment near town, but the space isn't anywhere big enough to hold eight hundred records plus all that other stuff. So I've got. At the moment, I've got sort of 300 records down here and the rest are still up in Auckland. Right, right. So I've still got a lot of stuff up there. Yeah. And, um, down here, I've sort of got stuff that I'm maybe not 100% familiar with or stuff I really love that I play a lot. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a weird mix. But, yeah, yeah. So a few favourite go-tos and then, Fav- yeah. and, then, and then a bit of education. Yeah, some yeah. Some stuff to learn. Yeah, or, or stuff that I... Yeah. I, I have this. I really like the idea of having like a fat-free collection of stuff that I yeah. think is either essential musically, and of course I like it, or stuff that I, I love, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just, just stuff that I yeah. So I mean, I'm going to sell some stuff at the record fair this weekend. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's another thing I wanted to ask you about because I know you've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm selling some stuff this weekend. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you know, I like the idea of selling some things that you maybe don't need and getting something that you really would like to have, like a nice item or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so I was going to say, is that what you do? Like you, you, you put together a few things that you're tired of or bad yeah. or, or or you got it wrong. You bought it thinking, you know, it was a recommendation that went wrong. You didn't like it. Whatever. You've played it and you're done. Mm. And and you're just basically cashing those up to try and get one or two or however yeah. many. I mean, a few things that you. Yeah. I mean, you, the other thing is like. Say I have like fifteen Neil Young records. I feel like I only need like there's like six amazing ones. Do I need the rest? Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, that's probably not the best example, but you know, something mm. like that. Or you know, I'm sure they're they're all great, but I'm like, but I only ever listen to the six, or even I only mm. pick up three from that, or I ever pick up on the beach. On top mm, of that, you know, mm, like I've never listened to these ones. I've had them for years. Do I mm. sell those six and buy two records that I absolutely would love, you know, mm. Grail records or whatever from it? So it's like. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I have that. 
I have a weird sort of I use you know the completist in me is is disappearing. That's the other angle, yeah, completism, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's kind of uh, disappearing by the day, I think, which mm. uh, which is probably good. But you know, I used to have, you know, I used to have every Bob Dylan thing that you could get on CD yeah. and mm. every Miles Davis thing that you could get, and yeah. and you know, I had about a, I had over a hundred. Miles Davis mm. CDs at one point and you know everything from all the great reissues and box sets to some quite random well, things yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and some pretty pretty dodgy unofficial mm. things that didn't even sound good yeah. just which is a weird kind of you know what are you buying it for yeah. like if you're hardly yeah. ever going to listen to it if it sounds like shit mm. you know and yeah so that crossed over a little bit to my record collection for a while where I kind of went oh well I must I would like to own just about every Bob Dylan album <laughs> and then I think well actually you know and I, as much as I love Dylan and, and that you know if I really feel like listening to Knocked Out Loaded yeah I should actually someone should knock me out or I should just get loaded but I can just listen to it online you yeah, know yeah, like yeah, I can yeah, just find sure. you know if I really why do I need to have a record of that you know, just for yeah. Brownsville Girl when I can actually just listen to that somewhere yeah, exactly, else. You know? Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. Like, for me in that so, situation, yeah. if I was, say if I got into like an artist I wasn't familiar with, I would listen online, I would do some mm. reading, read a book or an article, mm. or mm. really decide which ones I feel are essential, and then mm. I would look at getting the records that I feel. Which, you know, in a way is bad, because I'm probably missing out on some stuff. Oh yeah, but we anyway, can't we can't all be across, you know. So my dad built that little crate for me, yeah. two beer crates that he stuck together and put on wheels, which is which I I sort of designed, asked him to do. Yeah. And that yeah, that's my little kind of research crate of yeah, yeah. or like those are things that I'm checking out for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either either I've never heard them that brand new to, to the house or. I've dug them out from the shelf and realised it's been years or, or I'm interviewing something yeah, or whatever yeah. like and, and that's been quite a good new system for me yeah that's cool yeah. to just have that but because uh, obviously I've got records in another room yeah um, and yeah that's quite a cool it's quite a yeah. nice like just biting off a finite amount to for sure I mean I, I have like an inbox like yeah, a box yeah. of new stuff yeah. but also because I make these videos where yeah. I like you say review my own collection yeah. that's almost like worked its way into the system of listening to records because I'll buy something new, I'll listen to it a few times, you know, mm. get myself familiar with it, and I'll, I'll, I'll make a recent finds video, which is, you know, 10 or 12 records. Yeah, I've yeah, I've seen bought, a couple of those, yeah. And I can just talk about them, how I feel about them, and, and then once that's the video's made, I'll put them into the collection or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. So that's almost like a step You're in the process uh, itself, yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting. Now, what... Where do you source all your records from? Obviously, you buy them from the um, shops in Wellington. Like yeah. you, you'd go to Death Ray and, yeah, and Slowboat Slow and lot. RPM and um, yeah, it's, and whatever. But mm. you you buying stuff online as well? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of like which I hate doing. There's like eBay sites and the bidding, but I just I toss my head in having to do bidding mm, auctions mm, and stuff because mm. it's just unnecessary. Um, yeah, there's a couple of online stuff where I'll get new reissues and stuff like that. But yeah. I actually I'll just talk quickly about. Melbourne record stores yeah, versus, yeah, versus yeah. here. So, yeah, so in Melbourne, you obviously been to Melbourne. Oh, I only, been, to, only did, went to Melbourne once. So that's oh, where yeah, I inter- thing, That's yeah. where I interviewed Phil Judd yeah, 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 for the yeah. podcast and I went to, yeah, we went to go and see mm. Patti Smith. Did you have any time for any record stores? No, not yeah. really. I mean, it was Easter and yeah. um, we were sort of, 
socializing and I, I i sort of look if i'd found a really good record store i would have gone in but yeah. I, where where i was and just being open to exploring melbourne sure, i didn't yeah. really find you know yeah, I obviously yeah. wasn't didn't really look it up or anything so yeah, i didn't yeah. yeah so no i didn't i i i think i went into a jb hi-fi yeah for the purpose of buying a phone charger yeah. or something <laughs> and i had it you know because i can't look away I had yeah. to go and have a quick look but obviously there's not really anything there no, I ne- yeah, you know, yeah. need to be involved with but I still yeah. had a quick uh. I still touched the records you know I still had to flip through a bin and then ran out and that was it that was yeah, my yeah, only yeah. sort of vinyl experience there yeah. so yeah I mean the best one but people oh, talk about so. yeah yeah people yeah. talk about it you know great Melbourne record stores yeah I it's it's one of those things where the shops are so well curated mm-hmm. that everything in there is always really great mm. but it's also priced up a bit because it's so mm, great mm. you know like so they've obviously searched out these records and bought them and then brought them in and then put a market mm, on them so mm. you can go and you can get amazing stuff yeah, my um, feeling is that record stores in australia are quite expensive yeah they are yeah um like i you know there's, there's a record store that i used to live nearby and i went back for a friend's wedding earlier this year yeah yeah that's I what i saw in, you yeah yeah yeah, in the airport. yeah. yeah that's what I saw there. Yeah. yeah um and, you know, there's, like, original Felicuti records on the wall for, like, $100. Yeah, you know, yeah. All this sort of stuff. So, like, yeah. in your mind, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you know, inside. But you're also like, Jesus, this is yeah. expensive. Yeah. So you can get great stuff all the time. Yeah. And I also feel like the record stores over there, they all, some of them employ people to go out and go to garage sales and they go to, to Seas Estates and they have a really strong grip on, you know, they almost control mm-hmm. the record supply in a way, and they, you know, because there's so many record stores, so many people are doing it. Mm. You don't really have opportunities to go out and find, you know, bargains and stuff. Mm. Whereas here, I, I'm finding stuff I'm looking for for ages at much cheaper prices, but at a less frequency. Like I can go into Slowboat for four weeks, you know, and not find anything, but then I can go in, you know, one day and I'll find something I've been looking for forever mm. for a really cheap price, mm-hmm. and that's happened, you know, six or seven times. I found some stuff I've been looking for for a very long time. And I, I mean, I just cut on that. To me, that's the cool. That, yeah, that's is. my favorite thing about buying records. Yeah, yeah, is, absolutely. Is, yeah. You know, because it obviously, and I, I've really slowed down because I can't afford it, and, yeah. and I don't have space, and I have a child, mm. and all of those sorts of things. So I have slowed down massively, and now I kind of trade things, and mm. I trade records, and get up, you know, mm. one or two things I want, get rid of twenty things I don't yeah, need, etc. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got a record on hold at Slowboat at the moment yeah. that I thought I'd never see on vinyl. What is it? <laughs> oh, it's, you know, it'll, it's of no interest to anyone but me, I imagine. It's <laughs> it's it's Jeff Lynne's solo album right, yeah, um, yeah, from yeah, 1990. Yeah. Right. And um, I have only, I only just... I was aware of the album, but I'd mm. never heard it until just recently. Right, yeah. And you can't, you know, it's not on Spotify. It's, yeah. I couldn't find a copy in the library. I looked around. Mm. There's, it hasn't been properly sort of anniversary reissued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the whole album was on YouTube. Right. So I, like, ripped it from there just yeah. so I could have it and play it in the car a few times, and I mm. really dug it. Yeah. And then I thought, well, it must be around, and I had a bit of a look. Anyway, there it was in the front window when yeah. I was walking home from somewhere else. <laughs> the so old slowboat front window. Brilliant. I yeah. just ducked in and was like, I put this aside. I'm coming back for this. Yeah. So I'm already pretty excited yeah. about yeah, that, that's which, true. which makes me sound like a, a horrible nerd. But that <laughs> that's as yeah, it is, no, it, you know? It is. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's finding something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've had, in the past year, I've had moments of like, <gasps> yeah. like uh, Dr. John the Night Tripper. Oh, yeah, I yeah. looked for that in Melbourne for six years, yeah, like yeah. an original copy or an early yeah. copy. That find it, and I walked into Slowboat, and I had a copy there. Yeah, it's like probably mine, actually. Is it? Probably. The UK copy of that. Oh, possibly. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that for me was like a. Yeah. Moment, holding that up. Yeah. yeah. 
I've started actually seeing people posting things on like some of the vinyl Facebook yeah, and yeah. I know they're my record yeah, yeah, which is quite funny, funny. Yeah, yeah I know they're my records that yeah. I've traded in <laughs> I take some I don't know what there's no there's no pride or something it's just kind of quite funny yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely <laughs> spotted that oh, quite a bit in the last like, year oh, mine had that dent in the corner yeah exactly it just sort of yeah. exactly yeah yeah funny and um, and so so what's your what's the most you've spent uh, on a record okay so I mean there's there's things where I've you know there's occasions where I've traded up so I've traded in things to get something yeah. for a big ticket item yeah 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 it's probably an instance where I've gone in and bought something for a lot of money but you haven't technically yeah planned it I haven't really thought yeah, about yeah. it I saw it in a store and I bought it um, and I'll talk about my first big purchase so my, my first big purchase was I was probably about yeah maybe 1920 and I got the My Bloody Valentine Loveless, like the first original mm. pressing of that, which I paid 60 bucks for, which was like a huge amount mm. for me. But it's yeah. still a decent amount of money. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, back then, that was a big deal. And I was yeah. bought it off Discogs. And mm. it was the first time I bought it off Discogs. I was very nervous. You know, yeah, where yeah, did it yeah. come from? What's the condition like? You know, it was meant to be a mint pressing. You know, that was the going rate for that record at the time. And I bought it and it was so exciting that I got it and it arrived and it was like, you know, a big deal. Now of course it's like a three hundred dollar record or something stupid. And was like and it was in good enough condition. Yeah, it was yeah. perfect yeah. and it was very exciting. Yeah, and I always yeah. remember that as being my first big. And you've still got it. Still got it. Yeah, I'm not selling that. Although it just got reissued recently. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It sounds good. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I won't bother getting the reissued. But yeah, I was gonna say, do you have multiple copies of things? I'm not in multiple not, copies. No. Yeah. Some people are though. I don't know. That's not really my thing. I I had a few double ups of things and I mostly you know mostly get yeah. rid of them yeah well the fact you call it a double up shows that it's, it's not ex- yeah you know what it's I mean? not planned no, I, it's not I don't planned. know but I know I've got I've, I know I've got two copies of Johnny Mitchell's Hegira yeah well that's a great um, record though <laughs> and I, they're both in that crate because I know yeah. I can't remember which one of them one of them's pretty poked and yeah, one of them's yeah. quite good so yeah. no. I want to kind of if the poked one is good enough for someone yeah. I'd like to you know I'll give it to someone because yeah. it's such a great record yeah, but it, it might actually have to go on the bit so I've yeah. got that and I've got two copies of um, the Bob James album with Taxi on because oh, yeah. I'm such a fan yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so into that yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Which, what Bob James is that is that oh, like a no nah, um, Touchdown oh with the yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's you know it's it's an okay album. It's yeah. not as good as the other ones, but it's got Taxi on it. Yeah, and yeah, Taxi's yeah. a big a deal track, for me, yeah. Angela. Yeah. 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 So that was that was that one. Yeah. The next, the most expensive I bought, as it was, it's not a blind buy because I know what it was. Mm. So I was in Melbourne. And I, I I got paid, of course, and it was a Friday night, and I was mm. going to meet some friends for drinks, and I stopped into a record store on the way home. And they had a copy of AK seventy nine, you know, mm, the punk mm, thing, mm. and that was a hundred and sixty. I was going to say it's always. It was one hundred and sixty bucks. Yeah. And I, I was, I was, you know, I was moderately into it at the time, and I was yeah. like, "This is so cool!" And I just bought it on the spot. Yeah. And I immediately felt guilty for spending that much money, yeah, but I was like, yeah. "It's okay, I'll sell some stuff yeah, later yeah. down the line," which I did. So that was a big deal. And then I got it home and I listened to it and I don't love it as much as the price point. Yeah, right? yeah. And I'm not really a punk person anyway. Mm. So, and I'm definitely, I'm not getting rid of it. No, it's it. one of those things it's that a, it's you, an should, item. you could, can't, you should sort of have. I should sort of have. Um, but yeah, that's, I have this weird thing with that where I feel like I spent too much on it. Like, yeah, In terms yeah. of value versus yeah, thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, not I was a regret. A bit, it's not a regret by any means. But I rushed out and bought um, that Sonic Youth. 
box set of good yeah yeah, yeah actually sure. the four LP yeah 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 and it's like because that was such a big deal for me that album yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and you know one of the last kind of cassette tapes for me mm. I think and then obviously CD and um and it was a hundred bucks or something yeah 120 bucks and I just bought it and I, I think I played it once yeah you know and yeah. it was just too too hard to deal with and it's kind of mm. like do I really need that on the shelf like Stick, yeah. yeah like a like a book yeah. that I'm never going to return yeah. to and so that's one that I feel a bit guilty I rushed I probably yeah. I don't know I probably bought it with credit for trading yeah, other yeah, things yeah. for all I know but I definitely traded that back in yeah, yeah, yeah. months or a year or so later having played it once yeah exactly which is kind of stupid but mm. no I get what you mean you know that's, yeah, that's what I do. happens I do. so I've had a few of those kind of mild regrets from my yeah, yeah I rushed out and anticipated that you know I think I think like it's tricky balancing a the whim of a collection against mm. the reality of we don't really need this stuff. Yeah, you exactly. know, and it's my I'm, internal struggle was I'm really yeah, I'm really feeling that these days that I mean I've got and then but then you know, someone told me years ago, I remember, you know, when I started amassing this big C D collection and maybe I only had a few hundred at the time, maybe mm. I had five hundred or something. This is sort of 20 years ago. I remember getting into some debt in the flat. You yeah. know, like I needed to pay a power bill. It was going to yeah. get cut off or some shit like that. Mm. And I had, had no money. Yeah. And so the only thing to do was sell some yes. CDs. Yeah. And I remember choosing five or ten. Yeah. And feeling kind of sick. Oh, I can't yeah. do this. Yeah, and yeah, going yeah. off into the other... I smoked at the time. Going off yeah. into the other room <laughs> having a cigarette. This big dramatic yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I end up going fuck this is actually really good yeah once you start get, once you get start, rid of yeah. this this yeah. this I don't need this shit yeah, and I started yeah. and so I sold them and I mm. made enough to cover the bill or whatever but mm. I remember talking to there's this great guy Seamus used to run this store called Fisheye Discs right. which was a brilliant um, CD store yeah. if there ever was such a thing that, that was a brilliant CD store and that and he had great knowledge and he put me onto some really cool you know yeah introduced me to Todd Rundgren and yeah. all sorts of cool stuff that I love to this day. Um, and he said to me, you know, a music collection or a book, or a book collection, you know, it's like a, it's like a garden. It needs a prune yeah, yeah, yeah. to, mm. to flourish, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it was, it was really profound hearing that. Yeah. It seems really simple, but it was really, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so now I'm going through that with the record collection and just going, do I really need this? And yeah. actually when you, when you put, cause I don't know how many records I've got, a couple of thousand maybe, yeah. you know, and, and now maybe not quite that many, but yeah, always a few new come in when stuff goes out, but yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah. To, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to, yeah, actually shape it into a collection now yeah, yeah, yeah. where I'm, mm. the things, what you were saying earlier, that, the things are there for a reason, one way or yeah, another. Yeah. You know, I'm mm. I'm trying to keep a lot of funk and soul and blues and jazz yeah, because yeah, that yeah. stuff's great to play. Absolutely. And, but well, at home, but it's also it's great to play. DJ. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've got a really extensive '80s music collection because that's yeah. when I grew up. And yeah. also, those records are worth nothing because yeah, they're absolutely. dime a dozen and they're not in yeah. great condition. So maybe they won't be in 20 years. They're good enough to play though, like yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. and they are the nostalgic kind of bones mm. of the clip. So so keep those yeah but then you know like trying to buy these brand new things hearing that something's come out on vinyl like it used to have a real thrill to me and now yeah. it doesn't it's no, just it doesn't. it doesn't really matter unless yeah. unless i really love it mm. you know i've fallen in love with the the new tracy thorne album yeah it's, it's, good? Gr- I, it's I, really good i've heard the single it's great yeah i think yeah. it's like 
it's up there the best stuff she's ever done right do i need to have no. that on vinyl though no. like now i'm and it looks like a really cool package yeah. you know so i'm kind of like maybe i do but that's that do you know her first solo album yeah i've got yeah. that have i have got the record yeah, yeah i have yeah beautiful yeah. record. yeah it is I love that. it took me a wee while to warm to it because right. you know at first because i uh i guess i didn't know quite what i was anticipating yeah yeah because I was quite a reluctant everything but the girl fan. Like, right. I wasn't really into them at first. And yeah. I didn't, I guess, I just... They were actually one of those um, bands that were ruined for me by working in retail. <laughs> like, I worked in the music store when um, their last couple of records oh, were like, quite a big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Were quite a big deal. And they yeah. played in Wellington and everyone in the store, except for me, I think, went. Yeah. And the music just got thrashed. So I, yeah, yeah. I just had no real proper... Yeah context for it yeah, yeah. then I started hearing all the earlier records which mm. I liked a lot more yeah the and jazzier then, stuff yeah and then it got me back and, and then the remix stuff I actually I quite enjoyed after right. hearing yeah, yeah. the originals yeah, yeah. and yeah so somehow I found her first record and it just was this weird anomaly but I really yeah, like her I really like yeah, it yeah. very raw yeah. have you heard that album by the Style Council called yes. Cafe Blue yeah yeah because yeah. she sings on that yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. Ben Watt plays guitar on that photo. I love that record yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing it's about the only um, Paul so, Weller that I can take yeah me too I can't he, he, I just, he's an artist that people who I, like him rave about oh him. I can't get the I, can't get I mean I like I, I, you know if, if I'm somewhere and someone's playing the jam I'm not offended yeah but I never think to play the jam myself but yeah. his solo records just leave me cold yeah. I don't and yet people are fanatical about him yeah. I don't no, I get that at all I'm the same yeah. yeah but the Style Council yeah. funnily enough a lot of the Weller fans think that that's his shitty like sellout <laughs> kind of you yeah, know poppy yeah. lame thing that's the stuff yeah. I like the most that he's yeah, done. I yeah. Stuff for that stuff yeah. Too, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, get, going back, just going mm. back to everything in the girl. Mm. I met Ben Watt a couple of years ago. Oh wow, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Chat to him, yeah, because he had that solo album a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he um, he wrote a really good book. Yeah, I've read it. Books. His yeah. book, was, I had his his book was really. I mean, was it was really. It's about a, a sort of illness right. that that he contracts. It's quite a sad and serious book, but yeah. it's really well written. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I got him to sign. I've got his first solo record, which yeah. is really nice. Yeah. North Marine Drive. It's like it's it's like the companion piece to her solo record. Mm. It's, have you do you know, have you heard? It? I don't think I know that yeah, one. Yeah, check it I, out. I mean, I, I read, you know I've seen it, but I don't yeah, think I've yeah, heard it's it. worth a listen because it's yeah, basically cool. like his solo. Yeah, it's, right. It's, it's before they both, I think, I mean, yeah. they just met. Yeah, so right. Like they both were heard each other's records and yeah. decided. So it's kind of a cool little. Yeah, cool. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll, so, I'll definitely have to check yeah, that out. Yeah, took my record along, got yeah. I, in terms of meeting fa- famous people, mm. there's this uh, Swedish, sax- uh, Danish saxophonist called Mats Gustafsson. You mm-hmm. might have seen his name. Yeah, yeah, There's a lot of real experimental yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a band called Fire. Yeah. I think they were playing played here a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like a really big fan. It's sort of like a bit punky, raw, mm. free jazz stuff. And I saw I saw him play in Melbourne. And at, at that point, I was in a really big mode. I was really listening to mm. all the time. I was obsessed. I was very excited. And... The venue had upstairs and the downstairs, and the gig was upstairs and the bar was downstairs. Mm. So, um, before the gig, I was walking upstairs and I could see he was coming down the stairs. And in mm. my mind, it was in slow motion. Should I say hello? Are you a big fan? Blah, 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 blah. And for some reason, as he was coming down the stairs, it was quite narrow, so we had to acknowledge each other in some way. Mm. And he just put out a new solo album. So I, I, I said to him, is your new record any good? That was my stupid question. <laughs> I, I, just was, I just didn't know what to say. Like, and, you know, like he obviously didn't know who I was, I know mm. who he was, I was just a random person with a weird accent to him mm. asking him if his new record is any good. I kind of think that's a good question to it's ask in a way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's possibly, you know, it's, it's, 
It's honest. It's honest, yeah. You know? Yeah, he said he really likes it. Yeah. Um, you should check it out. And he's got another record for sale up there. And it was, yeah. it was we had a little bit of a chat. It wasn't yeah. anything amazing, but it was yeah. just like, the stupidest thing. To... Well, I remember you saying, it was you that said, when I posted about Ant Donald tonight, it was you that said that, oh, yeah, you know, was, you know yeah. I've never met him, but yeah, I see him around and rah, rah, rah. And, yeah. I, and I, I think about going up and... yeah. Talking sure. to and I said I, I wrote back and said do it because that's how I got to meet yeah. him. You know, I just right. I, I, I worked in a record store and he came in and I'd mm. seen him play I can't quite remember the I think we talked about it on the podcast, I can't quite remember the timeline, but I feel like it was days or just weeks before yeah, and I'd yeah. seen the razor blades and they'd yeah, they were yeah. they had blown my mind. I mean yeah. that that was like seeing the necks mm. or you know anything else that's mind blowing? They were one of those experiences, mm. and and kind of more so because it was a bunch of people that lived in the same city as me. Yeah, yeah it wasn't like the big flash, famous musicians come to town. It was just like here are these people with day jobs, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're fucking absolutely. incredible. That was quite mind blowing. So yeah. I just said to him whenever I saw him, "Hey, you're in that band." Mm. I saw what are they called the Razorbows? He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And that's how you know that's how I started. I was yeah. just like, "Fuck, you're amazing!" And I was just a total. Mm dickhead fanboy yeah, sometimes yeah. sometimes it's, it's quite nice to do that I think yeah I, I'm a big fanboy of like all that braille stuff that he did yeah like, yeah yeah I listen to it I'm like I can't not believe this is from here I can't believe yeah. no one knows about it this is yeah. like world class stuff like yeah, yeah. blows my mind like listen to it and, like you know I, I'm pretty deep into jazz like I listen yeah. to all the free jazz and the avant-garde and yeah, all yeah, stuff yeah. like you know and to me that stuff is as good if oh, not more sure. interesting than some of that stuff like it's just well that was what was so cool about him on that podcast discussing his I guess his confidence and his ability. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I that got that. I got that completely. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like New Zealanders don't tend to do that. No, not at all. And he wasn't really bragging at all. He no. was he was sort of correctly assessing yeah. his his yeah. talent <laughs> and the amount of work he'd put in to do it. I thought it was quite Absolutely. refreshing. You know, yeah. like just yeah. to hear someone go, "Well, I'm bloody good at this," yeah. and that's because I've yeah. spent I've dedicated my life to it. Mm. Um, so you, yeah, so you you've never wanted to cross over into the I mean you're smart if you don't now but you don't want to go and interview people and um, write about stuff or I don't know I don't know I mean obviously I talk a lot in mm. terms of doing podcasts and videos yeah I haven't really had any opportunities to do writing that much but yeah. probably like I'm a, I'm a pretty decent I'm an okay I'm a fine writer like I'm yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing fancy yeah, but yeah. you haven't really had an opportunity to do it I suppose I don't know yeah, yeah. Um, it's not I really guess, something and, you've thought about too much yeah I mean I don't really know where I could write. Yeah, I suppose I could write. Well, there's I mean, nowhere now. There's like, nowhere to write, yeah, exactly. You just have yeah. to start your own thing and yeah. do it as a hobby. There's, no, um, there's nowhere. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, it's one of those things people like listening to people speaking now rather yeah. than reading as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's know. just, it's more portable and, mm. uh, it, you know, we, we like to multitask, don't we? So yeah. if you've got to walk somewhere and yeah, you can exactly. learn something or hear something on the way, yeah, gain well, some information. I, I listen to your stuff and other podcasts while I work, you know? Yeah, that's amazing that you do. I mean, I guess I do that a little bit. I listen to some podcasts. But I find it hard to listen to podcasts when I'm working. I, mm. I listen to them a lot when I'm walking, you right. know, walking yeah. or driving, yeah. um, you know. And and uh, so, so I guess some, some light kind of work, but I find mm. it I really want to kind of listen in. Yeah, so. there is times where I'll be doing something and I'll just – for some reason, stop listening for a second yeah. and have to rewind. And then yeah, yeah, you realise you've drifted off or whatever. Yeah, but also, like I, I, I feel some... I'm I'm pretty well-trained at working with music because yeah. uh, I, I did it long before I wrote about music mm. and I would always 
even reading a book, I'd always have music on. I might, mm. I might pick something, you know, quite yeah. ambient or yeah. instrumental or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I've, I'm, I sort of feel some sense of obligation to try and keep up with music still. Yeah. 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 Maybe not keep up with every brand new release by artists that are, don't interest me, but yeah. like going through that thousand and one albums, there's, there's plenty of music that's yeah. good. That's old that I've never oh, heard. Oh yeah, for sure. It's so hard, yeah. that's kind of fun too. So yeah. I, 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 I sort of work with music more than podcasts. And also, as I say, it's kind of, mm. kind, kind of my field or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's eternally finding the balance between listening to new music and going back and discovering old music. Mm. Cause like you said, I'm, I'm like, I, I love music history. I love reading about it. I love figuring mm. out how bands can connect with each other or you know how this guy played in this or you know I'm a big fan of like learning about scenes or mm. vibes or how people were you know at certain areas certain times how the politics or the time or the mm. you know how the economics affected punk music you know all that sort of stuff how it all came together so it's so easy to go back in time and listen to stuff but then mm. I've also got to keep the summer some new stuff coming out that and do you have I mean I've heard you talk about it on your podcast Grails and so forth do you have much of a wish list of uh, things you you're kind of yeah. checking in on or, I mean, yeah, or waiting to become available or whatever uh, yeah I mean there's, there's stuff it, it, even something as stupid as like that Walking Wounded record yeah. that's been everywhere now Yeah, I would like to get a copy of that but that's like a hundred dollar record is it know? wow yeah, it's stupid yeah yeah that's just because I have a, a soft spot for that record it's not that's mm. by no means like a massive grail or something something mm. like that Dr. Tree record you know the you mm. know, New Zealand jazz mm. font thing something like that is stupid money you know mm. and I feel like it has to be lying around somewhere in someone's garage sale or whatever. I know. Can. I always, I always see um, copies of you know Boodle for a hundred and fifty yeah, bucks yeah. or whatever, and yeah, I yeah. just resent like I I'm. I kind of like. I'm real pleased if someone else has it and finds it cheap, but I, I don't resent no. <clears throat> them for that. But I do kind of wish to be the person that yeah. finds it in a yeah, secondhand store in the South Cause, Island cause for five bucks or be, something. Because yeah, people yeah. have done that, but yeah. I, I would like to get hold of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I've never owned that and um, obviously that's a great yeah. record for artwork as well yeah. as as well as a great record I am um, just, just... I, I don't have many that I can think of that I'm you know things mm. come up like that I just I get surprised by things existing on vinyl like that Jeff Lynn I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sort of that's cool that that's there yeah. and it's you know I don't know 30 or 40 bucks it's yeah, not outrageous awesome. it's pretty yeah. and and that's just a sort of whim and I'll and it's about as close as Jeff Lynne got to making the Beatles album that he wants to make. It's yeah. got Ringo and George on it. Right. So really? it's yeah, so it's him sort of yeah, you know, yeah. indulging his Beatle fantasy. Yeah. Um and, and as close as he can get mm. to the to the source. And, you know, I, I kinda like finding things like that, but I yeah. don't I don't sort of have this there are a few things that I'd love all the things that I think oh, I would really like to get are sort of too expensive. Like Aphex, well, that's the thing. Aphex Twin Records and yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, you know, know, things that are, you yeah. know, really, or or the Kruder and Dorfmeister K&D, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. which is around now, it's but around. it's a hundred bucks. Because it's like a thing. six LP. Yeah, thing yeah, yeah. But, and then it'll be like that Sonic Youth thing. I'll get it home mm. and I'll play one side of it and go, fuck, this is a pain. Yeah, I don't I actually, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's yeah. hard. I did find that the Dunedin Double original mm. of that wow. is slow rate for like 30 bucks. Yeah, wow. And that was a couple of years ago and I don't know why it was... Low, low price or I don't know for whatever yeah. reason I, I just don't think I think sometimes slow boat just don't buy into like the bullshit of pricing up New Zealand records because New Zealand records now go for flying numbers for stupid amounts yeah. of discogs yeah. but I know that slow boat always have reasonably priced on flying when they get them yeah. they're not expensive because I, I assume they just don't buy into the whole bullshit of 
flipping them for lots of money. You know. Yeah, I agree. I, like I, I picked up because uh, um, I always meant to get when it was reissued. I think it was for Record Store Day a few years ago. You know that New Zealand band Waves. Yes, the, yeah, the, folk, the folk band. Yeah, 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 and I, you know, I thought, oh, great, the vinyls, yeah. you know, out old because I, 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 I had heard about them and mm. heard them, but I hadn't heard the record until it was reissued, yeah, and, yeah. and I got sent, <clears throat> I got sent the CD copy, yeah. and it was, it was cool, it was fine, yeah. but I thought, oh, it'd be cool to get the record, and then I didn't, and then I started seeing a few secondhand ones popping up and they yeah, were really yeah. expensive yeah. and I, I bought it not that long ago from Slow Boat for about 30 bucks yeah that's what it should the, be and <clears throat> the day I got it I saw um, Graham Gash's solo album yeah do you have that is it good yeah I got it and um, so I was kind of it was a toss up like yeah, what do yeah. I buy do I buy yeah. the one I don't know yeah or do I buy the the thing that I know and want right oh, I'm just gonna they've obviously come from the same collection yeah yeah I'll just sort of Oh, yeah. you know, and so I left it a couple of weeks and went back, <laughs> and it was still fortunately it was still there. I didn't yeah. think it was going to be, and so I got that. Wow. And that that's probably been my favourite sort of find of recent times because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a really great record. The solo it? one, you're talking yeah. About? It's it? well, they're okay. both good, but the solo one's amazing. Oh, I kind of okay. feel like it. Is it a similar vibe? No, it's quite different. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's 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 um more. I don't know. It's more band. You know. Because because for waves, it's a bit like. A folkier Crosby. Oh, totally. Yeah, of. yeah, totally. Um, okay. I, I like the songs on Waves. Yeah. But um, the playing on After the Carnival is really cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the the, the songs are good too, but the playing yeah. is it's a bit more sort of jazzy and you know almost new wave and right. you know earlier early eighties. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's five six years on. Yeah, right. So it's a whole different. It doesn't have that folk hippie vibe. Nah, to it. No. No, it's cool. It's 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 all it's it's sort of jazzy in the way that Tim Buckley records are jazzy, yeah, you know. Like yeah, it's yeah. quite 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 a folk derived jazz, yeah, yeah. but um, mm. it's yeah. So because I I did a podcast with Steve Garden who runs Rattle Records, yeah, right. and he was the drummer on that record. Right, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was quite cool to and to to find that after because yeah. I didn't know that until I talked to him. Yeah, that's I knew he'd played on heaps of cool stuff, yeah, but I didn't yeah. know he'd done that. Yeah. Yeah, I recently got those. Uh, you might have seen the video, the Sarang Bang records. Do you know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Some really cool New Zealand jazz stuff, like Marin mm. Knab and all that. Is on oh, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool. Here's yeah, he sent that. me a bunch of that stuff. It's really? great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Really, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, um, they did some the um, Bernie McGann yeah, record. Really, yeah. Great. What a vibe that has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, nice. yeah. That's so, cool. well, what's your what's your what's your plan from here to carry on the? Obviously, the podcast is new. It's yeah. fairly fresh, so you've that's going to have some legs. Yeah. We've, we've are you got, gonna are you gonna talk to other people, or are you just gonna keep yeah, it to yourselves? Uh, no, we want to get people on yeah. a bit later on down the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some musicians or something. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Or, I don't know. What you other say, record collectors other and record things. Collectors yeah, would be yeah. Quite cool. Yeah. It's just yeah, logistically finding out what we're gonna do. Yeah. And, yeah, because um, it's still finding its feet, finding and with the YouTube channel is well established, and yeah. so you carry that on for. Yeah, I mean that's still going as yeah. far as until I get sick of it. I mean there has been periods where I've gotten over it and got sick of it. Yeah, and a left break it for, for a, a bit. while. Yeah, you yeah. Know. But I enjoy doing it. I enjoy talking to people, and um, I've you know, I've been recognised in real life, which is always weird. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan, I'm like, well, it's really strange when you see people that. It is the weirdest thing. Like, that... did you must did you, do you get that like to? Ah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't get it as much now but now uh, I mean fuck basically having my photo removed from stuff has helped yeah (laughs) hugely in a way being removed from stuff has helped and and, and, but part of that having my photo taken down has helped 
And now you get a few. You, I still get people. Most most of the experiences are really nice. Most yeah. of people come up and 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 say, "Oh, are you?" Or if I say, "I'm," someone asks me my name in some situation, and yeah. I say Simon, then they go, "Oh, are you Simon That's Sweetman?" And I sort of say, well, usually, or I'm trying not to be, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> depending but, on the situation. Yeah, yeah, depending. But, um, yeah, usually it's okay. Yeah, but, cool. yeah, there's a funny thing of being, being spotted in yeah. public when you're not. Yeah, well, yeah. When, fa- you're, not, when you're not yeah. famous, you know, no. you're not a person that, you know, it's not yeah. like you've, you've seen Neil Finn walk down the street. or. No. But, yeah, I spotted you in an airport lounge at, like, 5 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, go out and it's just, like, the, the most unmusical place to spot someone. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah exactly. Like, the opposite. It's quite funny. <laughs> um, so, well, we should probably wrap up, I'm thinking. What have we yeah. left out? Is there anything um, that you want to um, talk about that we... I feel like we've covered most of what we were going to... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I say, this is a bit more of a ramble type thing. Or yeah, a bit of oh, it's good. I mean, uh, I'll put up links to your... Uh, channel and your podcast yeah, and stuff and, and and give you guys a plug and I hope that the the podcast continues on well I've enjoyed yeah. I've enjoyed what I've heard of it and uh, I feel like I hope this one continues as well 